Welcome to a new episode of Hey Jen. I'm Jenna, the host of Hey Jen, and you are listening to episode four, one about individuality and identity in a world of conformity. Welcome. Welcome back and happy new year, 2021. Oh man, it's crazy to think that 2020 was just yesterday, but let's be honest, we don't really miss it, do we? (laughs) Well, firstly, I wanted to thank you all for waiting so patiently. Earlier on, I promised that I would be back, gave a bit of a heads up that I was still alive, and yes, I am back in the new year. I will admit though that my commitments got a little hectic, and then as a result, I struggled to find consistency. So I do apologize for that, but more content will be coming on a more frequent basis in 2021. Now, I wanted to start off 2021 with this topic in particular, because with New Year's resolutions and a fresh mindset that we're all adapting to, we are all super pumped to change. In fact, I see a lot of you are getting started on your goals already, so good on you. And as you go on throughout the year and make 2021 a great year and commit to your resolutions, there is one thing that I hope you will all be able to continue building on and to not forget about. And that is none other than who you are as an individual. The topic of identity and the individual hits really close to home because it is a phase of losing and finding from my experience that everyone goes through at some point in life. Like many others, I'm sure I went through a phase of losing myself due to the pressures of conformity. So then I decided it would be worthwhile for me to dedicate an episode to this topic and how I was able to accept myself for who I was and make that an asset. Now, my goal here is to not give you a complete overhaul, but to play a role in giving you the faith and confidence to be none other than the best version of yourself. You know, the first and finest version of you and not a carbon copy of someone else. Firstly, what does it mean to be yourself? Let's be real, we've all been told this before to some extent, whether it was, you know, before an interview, before a date, or when you wanted to be like your popular peers. And sure, it's a short reminder that gets right to the point, but what's the issue with this? It's really vague. What does it really mean to be yourself even? Does it have to do with the way you talk and respond, your thought process, the items on your improve on list? The path that you choose to take in life, is there a dominant aspect to consider or is it a combination of a bit of everything? And if so, how is it weighted? You know, although I'm not a personality expert by any means, I have been able to formulate my own unique identity that isn't carbon copied, but it's uniquely mine over time. And for me, I think being yourself means doing as you would. And I emphasize the you because that's what I will be diving into more later on and that will be the main focus of the episode. We'll be looking at this definition from three different aspects or layers. Knowing you, promoting you, and finally being you. Now the first step to take in order to be yourself is to know yourself. Who are you? What do you stand for and why? What do you value and how have they been demonstrated in your life? Do they govern your life by any means? And if so, what aspects does it govern? What do you like? What do you dislike? What makes you snap? Why might that be the case? Of course, it's on an exhaustive list, but I think it's a great starting point. And to be completely honest, you don't have to have all the answers ready immediately because some of them need to be derived since the purpose of posing these questions is to find out more about yourself, find out completely something new or dig deeper into what you already know and uncover the less obvious. Some other questions that I have pondered are 
Why did I always respond a certain way when a particular trigger was activated? Why did I always feel, you know, inferior or superior, whatever the feeling was? Are there limiting beliefs I still keep with me that need to be cut? Or you might come across a few toxic traits that you never knew existed until you thought about it. And we'll just say that it will be an adventure. To be fair, it might get pretty uncomfortable as you uncover more and more about yourself, but that's the point, right? The starting point to being yourself or being the best version of yourself, it really starts with knowing and understanding who you are. Doing this allows you to establish a strong foundation for building yourself later on, developing a strong core, which is your identity, making one that cannot be shaken. If it's 2 a.m. for you right now based on where you live and if you're in the mood for some deep talk, then think of it as a fruit. When it is fully ripened and ready to be harvested, the exterior will be radiant with a vibrant color that indicates that it is ready to be picked and that it will be plump but also firm when you bite into it. When you cut it open, it will be juicy and the pulp and f or flesh, whatever you call it, will have a bite to it but it won't be rock hard. Now contrast that to an unripe or rotting fruit. It won't have the qualities of a fully ripened fruit and it will be pale on the outside and pretty rock hard on the inside. Or if it's about to go bad, then you might notice that it will be pretty squishy and soft to the touch and no amount of pigmentation or embellishing can fix what's happening from the inside out. If you look at that fruit, you can say that the fruit represents you or the individual. When you know yourself enough to stay true and stand firm to yourself, you will naturally radiate with confidence and your own type of beautiful from the inside out without having to embellish much or to be someone that you are not in order to fit into some sort of standard or societal mold. When pressed, you can stand your ground and let your values govern the way that you interact with and operate within the community. You aren't rock hard, nor are you rigid, but you aren't completely soft and squishy meaning that you're able to intake new perspectives and opinions while being able to maintain your own stance. And why I'm talking about fruit is because if you don't know who you are, you have unaddressed internal turmoil, or if you're always trying to impress other people, then um, hard to swallow pill right here, you will be either rigid to the thoughts of others and you only cling on to what you have, or when pressed, you burst because there is no strong core holding you intact. You can see that there is an absence of independence and values to govern your identity and who you are. Okay, so that's about it for the 2am deep talk and fruit analogy. Maybe it got you thinking about fruits differently now, but hey, at least you have a sense of self to govern your mind and actions and what you do. You know, thinking about what it is that you truly want and are after and not exactly what the world sets as the standard. Because if you think about it, there really is no standard. It's really an average of all opinions that's regarded as what should be the norm. And as you ponder these things, I want you to isolate your mind and focus on yourself only. Do a brain dump and instead of benchmarking your thoughts relative to anything or anyone, focus on you and all the thoughts that are coming up in its raw, authentic self. Because the sole purpose of this is that you're trying to get to know you and you're not trying to get to know someone else. And note that the process of understanding and knowing yourself is not really a one-time thing, but rather it is a journey. As life goes on and as you go through more, you develop new facets of yourself and you become more beautifully complex and interesting over time. Now, the second step to this is promoting yourself. Once you have developed a clearer sense of who you are, what you stand for, be it good or bad, the other half of being yourself is to encourage yourself to be no other than who you are. 
fight the temptation to change for the purpose of pleasing others as a means of earning acceptance. Because the moment that you have to change who you are or even try to earn somebody's approval, it's already a sign that the environment is not going to permit you to be your authentic self and as a result, genuine happiness will be very hard to find. A method that I like to use is an optimism wall, kind of similar to a vision board. For the vision board lovers out there, just saying, this could be a very good addition to your board. After your discovery phase and understanding who you are, note down your strengths, what you like about yourself, what other people appreciate you for, and maybe even the character traits of the ideal version of you. The optimism wall might be a collage of compliments, uplifting text messages that you've received from others, anything really, and customize it to your own liking and what's the most pleasing to the eye. Then put it all on a corkboard, bullet journal, digital space, whatever means you choose. Overall, the key here is to make it something that is obvious and visible. And why am I suggesting this approach of promoting you? Well, a lot of the times, it's easy to get caught up in the demands of the community and the rhythms of life that catches off guard. After all, we're human beings. There are days when we don't feel like we matter, we may not feel important, we don't feel loved, and this optimism wall is a daily reminder that says, screw all of that because there is so much more to you than what you are going through. Especially on bad days when you need a little pick-me-up or if you are fighting self-doubt and a lack of self-confidence, your reminder is here for you. And I find this to be quite powerful because it allows you to keep on doing you and focus your energy on people who matter, especially for listeners out there who are in the public eye to any extent or are in an environment where you receive a lot of comments and feedback, be it positive or negative. I highly, highly suggest this method. If you can find that you can be sensitive to negative comments or opinions, let the trusty optimism wall remind you that every day you are worthy and that you are valued the way you are already. To some, it may seem like a mindless or obvious thing, but trust me, these small pick-me-ups do add up over time, eventually allowing you to train your brain into focusing on what is good and what is constructive as well, and automatically filtering out the non-constructive. Just disregarding them and refusing to give it a second thought because it doesn't really add any value. The benefit of doing this is that it pushes you to be selective in what you give your energy and attention to. If you, let's say, had an amazing day, but you only focused on that one negative thing, then your whole day could be classified as a bad day. But on the flip side, if nothing went well at all, but you focused on small wins and you chose to stay optimistic, then that day can be classified as a great one. You see, it's all about perspective and what you choose to acknowledge, which ultimately shapes your mindset and that translates into how you carry out your actions. So in other words, you're building an internal filter to protect your well-being, energy, and confidence from what drains it without offering anything in return. Now, the third step to this is to be yourself and none other than the best version of yourself. Now that you have taken the time to know your self-worth and what you bring to the table, the question is now, how can you carry that out? Now, why is this worth talking about in the first place? Because navigating situations that trigger comparison or limiting beliefs make being yourself pretty difficult. Right away, I believe that there's one truth that we need to accept for 2021 and beyond as well. And that is, there will always be someone smarter, someone more attractive, someone funnier, someone who has what you're after, and someone who seems like they are a better version of you. But what you need to understand is that there is only one version of you and the only person who can carry that out is you. Pause and listen again if you need to. 
What that means is, if you have something special to offer, no one can quite replicate what you do exactly the way you do it, be it musical talent, speaking, anything really. Because what you have to offer, and this is what I firmly believe, stems from your inner world and journey that is uniquely yours. Sure, you may meet people who have similar backgrounds, but the most that it will be is similar, not the same. You have a unique design to weave into the world quilt that is yours only and will make an impact, no matter how big or how small. I'm currently reading this book right now called Atomic Habits by James Clear. It's a very good book. I highly recommend that you check it out if you haven't heard about it already. But basically, it cited a social conformity experiment that featured a group of people who were shown a series of line diagrams, and they had to answer whether the line in one of the diagrams was similar in length compared to the other. So overall, you can say that the experiment was designed to be very obvious. The correct answer was designed to be very clear. But after a few sittings, there would be actors who would come in, in disguise, taking part to give wrong answers on purpose. And they would say it with confidence, and the whole goal behind it was to troll the people who are unsuspecting. Over the course of the many sittings, the number of actors who partook in it grew, and gradually more and more people started to doubt their own correct answer and conform to groupthink, even though they felt very skeptical about the wrong answer. So what we can draw from this study is that humans are social creatures, and we don't want to be the odd one out. That's perfectly normal. And as a result, we downplay our strengths or choose to stay silent at a time when our voice was needed because we wanted to blend in and not stand out from the others. We didn't want to be called out for being different, even if that different thing is the right thing to do. But then the question that lies is, is that being yourself? Or are you tucking away pieces of who you are in order to be in line with other people's expectations? What I noticed is that this is the most common in group discussions or really any group settings, for myself at least. Before Zoom University and back in the day when actual university was a thing, I would often glance at classmates to fish for nods of approval and smiles and basically want people to agree with me whenever I said anything. And when that didn't happen, I would feel a bit unworthy or when I was probed, I'd feel dumb and as if I said the wrong thing because I didn't get any looks of approval. And what I didn't realize was that I had an unhealthy dependence on other people for approval and a sense of self-worth. Now that we're in the Zoom age, I would suggest looking into the webcam when you are sharing an insight and hide the panel of attendees if you can, like cover it with a piece of paper or whatever it is, if you find that you struggle with something similar, if you tend to look at others for approval and nods to support what you are saying, instead treat it as a one-on-one -on -one conversation with the person who asked the question or posed the prompt. What this does is that it allows you to shift the focus onto the words that you are saying and the insight that you are sharing as the response, rather than looking for the response that you wanted and beginning to doubt yourself when the stamp of approval isn't present. A good starting point, actually, for the second semester if you are trying to speak up more in discussions, something that I'm trying to work on as well, so we're in this together, is to try and back up your opinions with facts. You know, instead of saying, I think or I feel and ending it there, what I found to be quite helpful is adding a reason behind it. I think or I feel because of XYZ and how I am interpreting that is blank. Or when you feel that you do not completely agree with something that was brought up, then challenge yourself to not stay silent. 
Instead, state why you disagree constructively and provide an alternative. Respond the way you would without pondering what someone else would have said or what they would have wanted to hear. And the reason why I want to emphasize this last part is that when we think about what to say relative to someone else, we tend to drown out our original thoughts. Everything starts to become about other people. How do I stand out relative to them? How do I be like the others? How do I gain their approval? And basing all your worth on what other people perceive and not really on who you are. As a result, it's easy to miss out on the individual value that you offer. Because at the end of the day, how boring would it be if the world was filled with opinions that were all in alignment and everybody thought of things the same way? Our differences give the world color, based on what I like to believe. Also, if you think about it in the grand scheme of things, you are given a voice and the gift of being able to speak for a reason, so use that for the better and let it be heard. And after speaking, instead of asking your, a friend if you sounded okay or looking for the way that people responded to that, try to score yourself on how well you think you did instead. Were you satisfied? Did you say everything that you wanted to say? Any areas of improvement from what you were able to pick up on? The key here, as you can tell, is to make yourself your primary evaluator before bringing in different opinions and perspectives. And as a final piece before we end off, let's tie in the community and the role that you play. There's this quote by Rumi that goes, wherever you stand, be the soul of that place. And I find that to be very beautiful and significant because it shows that you have the power to breathe meaning, beauty, and uniqueness into wherever you are based on how much of your authentic self you contribute. Perhaps the most beautiful thing is when others begin to follow suit and soon what was once barren or lacked liveliness now has a beautiful soul, which is a quilt of different yet equally unique identities that offer dimension, color, and flavor to that place. If you notice that there is something lacking in the community that you are a part of, find out the aspects of yourself that you can leverage in order to make it a more colorful place. You don't have to start a huge initiative or jumpstart some sort of project in order to have offered something because it can be as simple as being there for someone who struggles to articulate how they feel, sending out anonymous cards on Mental Health Awareness Day, offering to help cook a meal for a friend, donating what you no longer need, or simply telling someone that you love and appreciate them for who they are and what they bring to the community and this world. It can really be anything. And what you're doing is that you are sharing a piece of who you are in order to complete the puzzle without altering the shape of the puzzle piece in order to fit the frame and blend in. I'm a firm believer that we are all a puzzle piece. The fact that you have a pulse, are breathing, exist right now, and get to enjoy 2021 is number one, a blessing, and number two, it means that you have something to contribute and it is up to you to find out what that is and convey that, living out your purpose. And if you take one thing away from this episode, let it be the following. You will find the place that needs you, and the place that needs you will find you. As we venture into 2021 and put the whirlwind of 2020 behind us, a resolution that I have for myself, as well as all of you out there, is to have the courage to be authentically, genuinely, and unapologetically you. Cheers, and let's make 2021 the best year yet. Go kill it. And that's a wrap for the first episode of 2021. Thank you all so, so much for tuning in. And if you are listening to this right now, thank you for staying until the end. You are a champ. 
If you enjoyed what you listened to today, be sure to follow this podcast on Instagram at the following handle, the Hey Jen Podcast. Share it with a friend, and please do not hesitate to let me know what you thought of this episode, what you liked, areas of improvement, what you want to hear next, really anything. You're more than welcome to slide into the DMs and let me know. Take care, and until next time, bye!